Hey, welcome to another episode of Transformed and Renewed. Listen, if this is your first time checking us out, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you do that right now. Hit that like and subscribe button. I am just going to jump right into it. So today's topic, we are going to be talking about the importance as well as what are GMOs or BEs. And so when you think about GMOs, these are genetically modified organisms. And then you have BEs, which stands for bioengineered foods. And you've probably seen these on different packages of foods or even on produce, whether it's fresh or frozen. But this is pretty much what it stands for. But what do they mean? What do they do? So these terms can be used interchangeably. And when you think about a genetically modified organism, this is an organism whose genome was altered using genetic technology, okay, genetic engineering technology. And so we've likely heard this before, you've likely heard these terms used in the industry or just even when you're in the grocery store. You could even have these products in your home and didn't even know it. And so if you were to go in your pantry, just look on the back of a food product that you have. If it's not organic, it may likely be bioengineered food or it could contain GMO on it. Some of you may have also seen the stickers that may have shown non-GMO. And I will say just starting off is that when it comes to organic products and conventional products, with conventional products, you can actually have both non-GMO and GMO foods that are conventional. The thing with conventional is that if you do have conventional plus genetically modified organisms, this means that you are likely using less pesticide, but there's still some pesticide, pesticide that is still being used or herbicide. But when it comes to organic, there is usually no GMOs present. Now, <clears throat> I will say that just because something says non-GMO does not mean that it doesn't contain traces amount. And this is just true just because even when I've done some research, I've seen this, even in small quantities, you still have GMOs. So let's get really into it. Like what are GMOs used for? So like I said, they are pretty much organisms whose genetic material had been altered using genetic engineering. But these are actually used for a wide variety of reasons among farmers and different companies. One, of course, is for sustainability. Then you have to increase the growth of that particular food as well as crop yield. So some foods may experience droughts. And so you want to have it to where these foods don't have issues when it comes to drought seasons. And so you want to introduce a foreign material or I guess a gene that will help improve resistance to uh, drops. So when you think about this, you have these organisms that are resistant when a drought comes, they will not only remain strong, but they will continue to reproduce and continue to grow. And so this is again, where that growth factor comes in. At. And then you also have pest resistance. So when you think of anything that grows, especially a crop, you also have pests or even bugs that may try to infiltrate that particular food and it was interesting when I was doing some research, I think probably two to three different studies 
showed a similar number when it comes to organic foods tend to have between a 20 to 30% lower yield compared to conventional foods or foods that have GMOs added to them or that are based GMO-based foods. And so when you think about these, these are just some of the reasons why GMOs or BEs are used. But a question, the, the main question that a lot of consumers still ask is because why or why are GMOs used, you know, if you have consumers who feel like these aren't safe, because that's also another question, is are GMOs safe? And I will say when it comes down to the experts and scientists, even a lot of your top organizations, such as the Cancer Institute, the American Cancer Society, the National Academy of Sciences, and then you have even the World Health Organizations, the FDA, Food, Drug and Administration, the USDA. So you have all of these organizations that are pretty much echoing the same sentiment, which is GMOs are safe based on the extensive studies that they have done. Now, this is the thing. And, and again, I'm just sharing information with you. I, I have no bias leaning on one side or the other side, but I just want to share the information with you. So again, with all this information, even from articles that I've looked at, and you can even look at some and they will actually point you to open source articles that you can actually look at for yourself. But even when it comes to those articles, again, most of them don't really point to any significant evidence that would show that GMOs are unsafe. Now I will say in, in some of the articles, not all, but in some you do see where they tested in animals, usually rats or mice. And with some of these studies, you would see that the rats either exhibited some diseases, some may have had lower fertility rate, some may have had the onset of cancer. In some of these, again, I can't say that it goes across the board, but I would say in, in some of them, you do have that. But when it comes to clinical trials, such as human studies, you really don't have that. And that was also because when I did some research, of course, it was shown that even when it comes to a lot of conventional foods or even organic foods, there are not a lot of studies that are shown where you have a lot of human or clinical trials done on just foods that have been grown for years. And so, of course, most people are going to be skeptical just because they are just still not feeling, you know, a foreign object or genome that is present in foods, like how are we supposed to eat it? And so <clears throat> one thing I will share, and again, I'm just sharing information is that when it comes to GMOs, you know, this is again, looked at as a genome that has been altered using genetic engineering. But I will also say that a lot of the products that are processed, you are kind of entering into unknown territory because you never know if it does contain a GMO or if that product contains an ingredient, it could be a chemical that is shown that may not be listed as a GMO or BE, but it can alter your genome sequencing or your DNA. And so these are questions again that you could ask, even something that occurs naturally that may not be synthetic can also present this risk factor.
Now, again, a person would say, well, yeah, but I just feel like if it's natural, it won't hurt me. But again, we just don't know. We don't want to assume anything. But again, these are just questions that if you're going to raise about one particular uh, item or even organism, then you also want to see, okay, what are some other areas? Because this also helps you to not just tackle the GMO, but then there could be other areas that have similarities to this. But again, like I said, I'm, I'm not taking sides because I'm just sharing the information with you because ultimately when it comes to our GMO safe, it is one of those again to where a lot of organizations look at it as generally recognized as safe or it is safe for human consumption because there is no evidence showing that it would not be safe. Now, again, I will say to help with this argument is that there have not been any long-term human studies, I will say that. And so it's, to me, I find it hard to come to a conclusion that something is safe, especially when the long-term evidence has not even been rendered or provided. And so a person could say, well, you can say the same thing about regular produce that we may eat. So let's take, for example, a sweet potato that you get from a grocery store. No one who consumes it would ever wonder, oh, this could cause a health issue in the future. Of course not, because again, this is grown naturally, hopefully. But again, we don't know what foods have been altered when it comes to the store, because a product could have been using GMOs and by the time it gets to the third, fourth production or even the hundredth production of that particular crop, it may not contain anything, but it may not also be the natural source. And so for me, one of the things that I look at it, and, and this is just what I <clears throat> look at, so I'm not trying to influence your decision making, but I also look at the source of food as well as just the, the overall scope when it comes to GMOs and who, what parties are involved when it comes to GMOs as well as the agenda. Because again, you know, the science says that it's safe, then it's safe. But then again, if there are, you know, outstanding variables that have not been looked at, such as long-term health, human studies, that is one area that we still have to keep our hand on. And then the other one is understanding, okay, what foods, you know, if they do contain GMOs or BEs are more susceptible to long-term health issues. So this is another one because you do have certain crops that do contain GMOs and that are widely produced such as soybean, uh, corn, wheat. A lot of those products tend to be globally available and produced just because of the growth rate. And that is one benefit when it comes to genetically modified organisms is they can grow exponentially and produce a fairly decent yield, as well as being drought resistant, as well as pest resistant. But again, I'm just gonna share some things with you just to keep in mind, because again, when it comes to this topic, I'm sure that no one is ever going to be okay with it, especially if you are already apprehensive or or skeptical about it being safe or thinking that the government could be involved in this. 
Listen, I'm not trying to take that away, but I do want to share information with you that can help with that. And so one, one other thing that I do know, and I think I may have mentioned this earlier, is that when it comes to GMO foods, you do have organics and you have conventional. Now, a product can be non-GMO, but it doesn't necessarily qualify as organic. And of course, that reasoning is in order for it to be organic, then it has to follow the organic practices. And that is being that is being free or having a reduced level of pesticide residue, as well when it comes to growth hormones, antibiotics, being free of that, synthetics, trying to see additives, and just any other practices that would not be regarded as wholesome or natural or sustainable practices. There we go. Sustainable practices. That would be the best way to sum up organic. So <clears throat> anything that doesn't fit in that category, it will naturally go into the conventional. And so you, and when it comes to convention, you can have conventional non-GMO foods and then you have conventional GMO foods. Either case with either one of these pesticide residue is still being used. Now with the GMO, it may not be used as much, but it is still being used. And that can also be a concern is if you have pesticide residue when it comes to GMO being used in conventional foods, that can also present a risk just because when you think about the uh, Roundup and the and this additive, I want to say it's glyphosate could be saying that wrong, but I know that in Roundup, there is an additive that was used with one of the genetically modified organisms and used in, I want to say, a mice and rat study that caused some disease. And so this was just an example, but again, this has not been tested in human studies. So it's kind of hard to really gauge it whether even this is acceptable or not, because think about it, when it comes to a lot of conventional foods, you just have pesticide residue that is a little higher content than in organics. Now, like I said, organics doesn't mean that it's free of pesticide, but it just contains less of that. And again, when it comes to pesticide, it's just not good, especially long-term consumption causes different diseases, especially cancers, because it can alter with your brain activity and it's just not good but it is widely sprayed on a lot of conventional crops and so that is one thing else to keep in mind so again when it comes to this question of are gmo safe rbe safe which is pretty much the same thing bioengineered foods it is pretty much up to you how you feel about that because again based on the science and what a lot of government agencies and even universities, um, academia have reported that most GMOs are safe. Now I will say not every scientist or organization feels that same way because I've seen interviews of different doctors, even scientists, health officials who are opposed to that, have similar feelings, similar to the COVID-19 vaccine. And so, <clears throat> And again, I don't know the information that they know, but I'm sure that if you have some of these individuals who oppose it and they have also studied this as well, 
you can't disagree with their points. So I keep an open mind about this until I have clarity. But for now, what I'm going to share is, you know, based on, again, what a lot of organizations are saying, it is typically recognized as safe. But however, even for me, I'm still trading it with caution. So it's not a make or break for me, but I still, as much as I can, take home messages, aim for Whole Foods, Whole Foods as often as you can. Because at the end of the day, most of your genetically modified foods are usually gonna be in the form of your grocery aisle or your processed foods. So these could be in the cooler section, they could be in the freezer section, they can even be on the center aisle. So these are like your pantry type items that you would store in the cabinet. And so these are going to may have that label on the back or even on the front that shows that they contain GMOs or BEs. But again, if you are worried and you don't want to even think about consuming that, I can't tell you that you won't just because there is no certainty about even consuming the foods that may be whole is we don't know what they contain. But all I can say is that at least if you contain whole foods and you get your fruits and vegetable servings in daily, and then you also are getting beans, nuts, whole grains, lean meats. And I would also argue organic grass feds, whether it's poultry, wild caught seafood, or even grass fed beef. If you wanted to choose, those are some recommendations that I would make. But I wouldn't want you to worry or want you to stress out about it because at the end of the day, you know, I always look at it. Whenever you eat food, just pray over it. Pray over it. Pray to God, like, Lord, sanctify my food, what I'm going to eat. And then you just consume it. Don't worry about it because at the end of the day, it is going to work out. Okay. So, again, with this information, I hope you enjoyed it. And let me know if you have any questions about this. Because again, I did extensive research, tried to see what I can find, but a lot of evidence is not out there. But that does not mean that I'm going to stop. So if I do find something, I would definitely let you know. But in the meantime, again, if you do have questions, make sure you share them with me because I would love to get your feedback and help you with any questions that you have. And until next time, I will talk with you later.